The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13, in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for 97 years and a prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the fall of 1923 and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To start our music program, we call upon the members of our church choir who will sing the song entitled The Potter. They're led by choir director Emilia Hahn and accompanied by Thierry Summers on the piano and Rose Pahaku Carter on the organ. What a blessing it is to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Jesus made a way of salvation for you and for me. And when we place our trust and faith in him, he will lead and guide us in the way that we should go. 
please join in and sing along with our choir following the words on your screen.
For our next selection, the church band will play the beautiful number entitled, Make Me a Blessing, led by yours truly. Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. will bring forth an upbeat rendition of the song Down by the Riverside. He is accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano, trusty Associate Pastor Evans Bowles Sr. makes an ensemble scene of the guitars, and Associate Pastor Marvina Bing on the bass. Gonna lay down my sword and shield Down by the riverside Down by the riverside down by the riverside, gonna lay down my sword and shield. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside. I ain't gonna study war no more. 
God Gives the Victory is the title of the church choir's next song. They are accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano, Iris Locke on the organ. Yes, saints and friends, when we choose to stand with the Lord, we are not alone. He carries us through whatever life brings and lights our way in times of darkness. He gives us the victory. Please join in and sing along with our choir this uplifting song, following the words once again on your screen.
Our instrumentalist today is Sheila Sparkap, who will play Hallelujah on the trumpet. She is accompanied by Seth Makanasano Sr. on the piano.
And now we have a vocal group selection sung by the daughters of Judah. They will sing the beautiful song, The Beautiful Garden of Prayer. When we take the time to talk to Jesus, He calms our troubled minds and hearts and gives us that inner peace and confidence that is in control. What a blessing to know He is only a prayer away, waiting to hear from us to unload our burdened souls. This song is dedicated to Mrs. Jamie Lucas. Jamie, may the Lord bring you much joy and happiness in this new year and pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you to overflowing. Have a wonderful and blessed day.
Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGB-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneri Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Elverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hunt Jr., 
who would bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It has been very heartwarming and a true privilege indeed, receiving your calls, written correspondences, and verbal expressions of deep admiration and esteem for our talented choir, band, orchestra, and various vocal and instrumental groups who diligently participate in the musical portion of our weekly telecast. However, no matter how awesome their performances or presentations may be, remember that paramount and above all else along these telecasts is the inspiring word of God. For it not only quenches one thirst, it is the very staff of life itself and truly food for the hungry soul. Oftentimes, people unwarily become attached to a preacher, a pastor, a priest, or a minister far, far more than Jesus. This, in my opinion, can lead to unwarranted situations which can result in great personal disappointments, such as we have occasionally witnessed in the news media at present. Man is weak, man fails, but you can be sure Jesus never fails. The star of our weekly cast viewers is certainly Jesus, and you should always hang your laurels upon him. Therefore, with that thought in mind, my sermon today is entitled, The Exciting Time We Are Living In. The Apostle Paul declared thusly many years ago in 1 Corinthians 7, 29, but this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remains that both they that have wise be as though they had none. Looking back over history, there are signs that point to the end of this age. From Star Wars to the nearly end of this century, can time be running out for planet Earth? Are we at the end of time? Are we close to that time? Let us read in Romans 8, 22 to 23. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. There is a sense in which those who have been truly born of water and of the Spirit are sons of God. That is our position as believers. But the manifestation of our acceptance as full-grown sons and heirs awaits the day when we shall be caught up to be with Christ when our bodies are redeemed and become like his glorious body. When we see him, we will be like him. The Lord will descend from heaven with a shout as we find in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We shall hear the heavens pass away, as we find written in 2 Peter 3.10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that there are therein shall be burned up. Yes, he shall come as a thief in the night, and the people of the world will not expect him, and will be taken by surprise. The time is coming when we shall hear the sounds of Armageddon, we read in Revelation 16, 16, and he gathered them together into a place, calling the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Armageddon means the Mount of Slaughter. Many great battles of the world have been fought there, and more will take place there in the future. Listen to Revelation 19, 19. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. This great battle of Armageddon will not just be another battle between the nations of the earth. It will be a united attack by nations of the earth against God and the Lord Jesus Christ, 
where this time will be represented by the believing Jews. The attitude of the nations described in Psalm 2, 1 through 4, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth upon the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. The battle is barely described here in Revelation, for the important thing is not the battle, but the triumph of Jesus Christ. The time is coming when Jesus shall stand in a day upon the Mount of Olives, and the physical change in Palestine will transpire. We read in Zechariah 14, 4 to 5, and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is for Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof, toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And he shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Hazel. Yea, he shall flee like as he fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. The true church will then be in heaven, will come with the Lord Jesus when he returns in glory. We are living in an exciting generation, witnessing things that are happening now, which gives us the feeling that time is running out. Today, there is nothing but violence and lawlessness, and the earth has never witnessed. And it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. Listen to Genesis 6, 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Here is an answer to the belief that there is some good in every man. After only a few generations, the heart of man has been so wicked that the Lord said in Genesis 6-7, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For he repented me that I have made them. However, God found grace in the being of Noah, and from the Bible, we know that Noah and his family were saved and the rest were destroyed by the flood. The disciples asked Jesus questions as he sat upon the Mount of Olives. We read Matthew 24, 3. Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? The answers of the threefold question are as follows. When shall these things be? The destruction of the temple and the city. The answer is found in Luke 21, 20, 24. And when he shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation therefore is nigh. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into the nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. The answers to the second and third questions, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age, can be found in Matthew 24, 48. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And he shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that he be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows.
if these are the beginning of sorrows, I don't want to be on this earth when that end comes. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the rowing and tossing of the sea. Let us read Luke 21, 26, 28. Men's hearts feeling them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. The Bible tells us there will be world lawlessness in the last days, and we can see it coming to pass as people appear to be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. In our country, our nation, there are millions of victims of crime annually. Most of the murders are, or crimes of passion are family-related. Violent crimes and are and will continue to be on the increase. Women are raped or have attempts made against them. Children are assaulted during their lifetime. Female homicides are committed by husbands or boyfriends. Crimes against children are growing day by day. Reported cases of a child abuse have increased. The treatment of children are appalling. Violence is not just local, but worldwide. Not only violence and lawlessness in the family, in the schools, and on the campuses, but among nations. Lack of respect for those in authority and for law and order plague the world. Tourism in various parts of the world has been marred by hijacking murders and taking hostages. Terrorists do not hesitate to kidnap citizens of another country and hold them for ransom. Innocent people are terrorized by lawless groups throughout the world. Fear strikes the hearts of people everywhere and every time they visit another country. The question in their hearts are, are I might safe? Will I be kidnapped? Is there a bomb, a grenade, or a lawless person on this bus or plane? We scream, we check, we search for the lawless, the brutal, and those who have no respect for the rights of others. God is telling us that we are nearing the end. In the midst of all these problems, we should ask ourselves, what must I do? To guide lost souls to the fold is the intent of the church. The words of Jesus show us the way as we read in John 3, 5. Except a man be born of water, and of the spirit, he cannot enter in the kingdom to the kingdom of God. At times, God creates circumstances to enable his apostles to spread the gospel and through their efforts save his soul whose heart has already been softened by God. Such was the case of Philip, whom God gave an opportunity to enlighten a eunuch of Ethiopia. The circumstances were unique in nature. The Ethiopian visited Jerusalem to worship Returning home, he sat in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, but without understanding. The eunuch had a special readiness to receive the gospel because God's word was already having an effect upon his heart. Philip, instructed by an angel to take this particular route of passage, knew exactly what to do, being an instrument of the Lord. Motivated and guided by the Holy Ghost, Philip approached the man as we read in Acts 8, 29 to 31, then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? 
Many today are in the same situation as the eunuch. They are unable to experience the true riches of God's word because they are not spirit-filled and lack understanding. However, their godly sincerity is seen by the Lord and the remedy is sent. Listen to verses 31, 34 to 38. And he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. It is clear to have gotten the eunuch to be baptized. Philip must have repeated the words in Acts 2.38, spoken by Peter just a few days earlier. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The eunuch was willing to take on that name, possessed with godly power through his resurrection. Listen to Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. If there is a stirring in your heart this morning after hearing these words, then there is a need for you to reevaluate your faith to assure your salvation. Jesus said, you must be born again. Therefore, accept Jesus as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Accept Him now. Today is the day of salvation if you will but hear His voice. Tomorrow may be too late. We refocus now upon our message of today. The Bible is clear about Russia's intervention in the Middle East prior to the end of the age. The prophet Ezekiel describes a full-scale attack by the Soviets upon Israel. His prophecy reveals an attack on Israel that will be worldwide. Israel's enemies will come not from the surrounding areas and neighbors, but from far away. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel 39, 1, 2, and verse 4, Therefore the Son of Man prophesy against Gog, and say, Thou saith the Lord God, Behold, I'm against thee, O Gog, the chief princes of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee, and will cause thee to come up from the north parts, and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands, and the people that is with thee. I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. A well-known writer has said, every time the north is referred to in the scripture, it is to the north of Jerusalem, or the line that goes in the direction of the Soviet Union. Even Ezekiel mentioned the chief city, Meshach, from which Moscow gets its name. Ezekiel 38, one to three reads, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tobol, and prophesy against him and say, thus said the Lord God, behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tobol. It would seem that this is a prophecy designating the coming of a federation of nations under the leadership of Russia, which will include the countries listed in verses 5 and 6. 
Persia, Ethiopia, Libya with them and all of them with shield and helmet. Gomar, probably Germany and all his bands, the House of Tamaga of the North Waters and all his bands and many people with the, this Federation of Nations led by Russia will try to destroy Israel and abolish the name of the Lord Jesus Christ from the earth. In Northern Galilee, there are remains of the Syrian bunkers. There's a monument there, which is the tail of an Israeli jet. It's more to those men who fought and destroyed the Syrian stronghold. The Syrians had set up a fortification over the Northern Galilee. They were planning to completely demolish Northern Galilee and take that part of Israel for themselves. But Eli Khan, an Israeli spy in Damascus, had convinced the Syrians to plant eucalyptus trees around those bunkers to offer shade from the sun. He sent the following words back to the Israelis. Everywhere you see a eucalyptus tree, bomb it. They did this and recaptured the area. Now, what happened to Eli Khan? He was condemned to die by hanging. As the radio announcer roared gleefully, death to the spy. The people knew that despite the fact that Damascus ruler had Eli tortured and in the end executed, deep in their hearts, they were all full of admiration for the daring of the man who had not been far from being a minister in the Syrian government. Eli Khan was a hero. Even his enemies had to admit it. His body is still in Damascus to this day. Today, when he talks in Israel about Russia's involvement, he will tell you quickly, we are not fighting against the Arabs, the Syrians, or the Libyans alone, but the Russians as well. Therefore, they, they have to be ready and be on guard at all times. Yes, we are living in the last days, and time has run out. A beautiful picture is described in Ezekiel 47 of a river which will be flowing from the temple during the millennium. As we read in Ezekiel 47, verse 8, Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which bring forth into the sea. The waters shall be healed. Ezekiel further said that the dead sea shall live and that creatures will live in it. Great numbers of fish. Fishermen will stand on the banks of the Dead Sea and will harvest the great catches of fish. Today, nothing lives in the Dead Sea. It is literally a Dead Sea. In contrast, the Sea of Galilee is alive and spawns life. One of our favorite guides once said to my father, the late Pastor William M. Hahn Sr., did you know, Pastor Hahn, that the Israelis have started a channel that flows out from Jerusalem towards the Dead Sea? We began to construct it, but it was stopped. When he asked why, he said, due to the lack of funds. But we know it is on God's calendar. The word in Isaiah 35, 1 reads, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice, and the blossom as a rose. The joy of the millennial reign of Christ is presented throughout this chapter. It will be a glad day for the world when Jesus returns in clouds of glory. The valley of Armageddon has been nothing but swampland for thousands of years. Now, this land is some of the most fertile, crop-yielding land in the whole world. Trees, flowers, and food abound. And Israel has blossomed into a leading exporter of flowers, fruits, and vegetables. It is the third largest exporter of roses and the world's exporter of Jaffa oranges. Lastly, Jesus said that the time would come when men would not expect the coming of the Son of Man. Listen to Matthew chapter 24, 42 and 44. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. 
Therefore, be also ready in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Jesus also said in Luke 21, 34 to 36, And take heed to yourselves, lest any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that it may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Today we find some ministers are beginning to talk about the rapture as a mere theory, not a promised fact. I implore you, TV viewers, don't be fooled by these false prophets. Yes, time has run out. This Jesus, who has been taken up into heaven, will come back the same way as he ascended into heaven. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. In closing this hour of Sweet Fellowship, our church band will play a wonderful and inspirational song entitled, Feasting with My Lord.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.